Welcome, Welcome to Art with. Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. This week's artist is Amanda Tai. Amanda is a landscape painter based in the suburbs of the Northern Beaches, where she creates her graphic and dreamy, whimsical landscapes. They have been described as to be seen as through a slumber's, slumber's days. Amanda captures these stunning waterways as if you're sitting on the edge of a cliff looking out to sea in many, many different locations. Really, really enjoyed this chat with Amanda, which has been a long time coming and so enjoyed the opportunity to sit in her studio as I've seen it many times on Instagram. And it was great to be able to get down and really talk into Amanda's thoughts and feelings of her full-time art practice, which has been going since 2017. Um, Amanda used to be um, a full-time teacher at a high school, local high school, um, and it was really interesting to talk to her about her feelings on the difference between um, commercial painting and what she would really, really love to do with her practice. Amanda's been a finalist in many prizes, including the Mossman and the Warringah Art Prize, the Glover, the Fleurier. And she's also been the People's Choice twice. So please enjoy this episode. Julie and I did. And don't forget, as usual, to pop into either Spotify or wherever you get this podcast and rate and review. It really does help other listeners to um, find us and spread the word. So thanks again. Bye. Amanda, thank you so much for talking to us from your lovely studio in the bush. It is a great studio. It is, chandelier and all. Yeah, it's perfect. You can get all your massive pe- massive oh. paintings in um, with a rack. I it need looked, a rack. It, it looks bigger in real life than on Instagram. Everything's bigger in real <laughs> <laughs> Not everything, Amanda. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, so how did you get into the art world? Like, have you always been a creative? I think we all have obsessed from a young age. Yeah. Um, how do I get out of maths? Quick, get down to the art classroom, you know, <laughs> photography, graphic design, all the rest. And then I wanted to leave in year 10 to do graphic design, wasn't allowed. Um, By who? Father, actuary. Oh, bloody you know, father. Brother, banker. So oh. he wanted me to do maths and I'm like, well, I'm not doing that, so I'll stay to year 12. Um, the family, a lot of teachers in the family, so oh, okay, well, what do I do? I'll be an art teacher. And then I got there and I went... No, not being an art teacher, so I finished my Bachelor of Fine Arts, as a lot of us did, majored in sculpture. Mm. I wanted to do photography. It was um, analogue then, so chemicals and yeah. and Rosemary Lang was my lecturer. But um, Who's that? I don't know Rosemary oh, Lang. Oh, she's a famous Australian photographer. Look her up later. Oh, well. Yeah, what's, yeah. What art school did you go to? COFA, um, ah, University yep. of New South Wales. Yep. What, what's it called now? Something of We technology. get very confused. Yeah. In Something. Paddington. It was Great. my second home. I was there for 10 years. Ooh. I did a part-time, didn't want to leave. Um, so, yeah, majored in sculpture. Hung out in the sculpture um, hole in the bottom of the uni and worked with 
my work was completely different. You wouldn't recognise it. I was a bit of a dark, deep person then. And um, I was really? obsessed with everything was the human form. Yeah, so everything was drawing, sculpting the human form. We even went to the university and pulled out a leg, you know, that the doctors had been practising on. A real leg? Drew real leg. leg. A real dead leg? Yes. Like what? Like preserved in yes. formaldehyde? Oh, oh, my gosh. Fabulous. Oh. But it just looked like a fig tree and, and just the muscles and the ligaments. But, uh, yeah, really obsessed with the human form. And I used to sculpt these massive sculptures out of everything had to be natural. So I'd drag trees and wrap them with material dipped in slurry and clay. Oh, that, that was very dramatic. And then my canvas just fell off the roof. <laughs> that was pretty that was, cool. that was like Body the ghost of your sculptures no, coming back. I love saying, it. Saying, do, do some sculpture, Banda. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Right, so you slurry as in like um, mixed up clay with water. Yes. Wet, and then they ended clay. up just being like big hands and feet and... Have you got any left? I know, I'd love to see some photos. You know what, I have to find them. Yeah. Yeah. In the moves, you know, somewhere. Mm. So there's no physical ones left, but there are photographs. No, no, installations. Yeah. 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 So did you put on shows with exhibitions back then? Uh, With with your sculpture? Grad shows at that time. And then when I left, I worked, um, you know, as a school photographer and a... Um, for a magazine and da di da, and then went around Australia with my husband and all the retirees. Um, yeah. the, the grey nomads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, van life wasn't a thing then, so I have no. to get back to it. Have you, yeah, anyway, next conversation. Um, and then I thought, okay, I better get a real job. So, because being an artist was never in my head. I don't know about you two. What, so, it what, was you- never ever a goal. It was never ever a thing that I thought I could do as a career. It just didn't. You know, we're all told you couldn't and you shouldn't and it wouldn't mm. make enough money. And But is that because you were doing sculpture and you thought, how am I going to just do that? I just never considered myself an artist, it, that that was something I would do. I always practised. So when I went back, did my Bachelor of um, Art Education, I was pregnant with my second child, had kids really young and, um, and then started teaching. But I always practised, you know, I'd paint portraits we were really broke, as a lot of us are. Yeah. I was a starving artist then, but I don't look like one. But, you know. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, did portraits to make money and drew people's houses. And then I started painting because of space. And sculpture was just too hard to pursue because of having, a, you know, the tools. and yeah, It's an expensive Absolutely. medium to go forward. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. So then painting, I started painting because we used to renovate houses on the side by dumps and do them up. And I think, shit, I need a painting on the wall. Okay, I'll try and do something. And um, so then painting was the next thing and so, yeah. So you so didn't paint at all when you were at Kofa? I did one um, or two electives, one with, with Idris Murphy who I've yet yes. been back and done a little, you know, I try and do something each year as I know you do. Yeah. I, I must get to NAS where you've done yeah. your fabulous you classes. Because, you, you know, being a teacher you keep learning. Yeah. Whereas I've stopped, I have to I have to make that happen now, you yeah. know, and um, I never feel good enough, as I'm sure a lot of us do, so I always want to improve, and now I've forgotten my, what was I talking about We again? were talking about... Um, did you paint did you when do, you were doing your sculpture? Did you oh, paint right. at college when uh, you did your degree? One electives, you, yeah. know, you know, how you do drawing, and you can pick different things. So I think I took, took two or two electives in... So painting. when you were doing sculpture at uni, did yeah. they talk to you about the business side of becoming a sculptor nothing so do you think that affected you your thinking about 
I can't, I can't make a career of being an artist because they didn't give you the tools to feel empowered. Maybe. It was just never even – maybe I just didn't listen or I didn't go to that lecture. I don't and know. And did any of your peers go on to make a career of an artist? Yes. I was in the studio with Claire and Sean oh, – should know their last name but they exhibit a lot in the mca they're big time yeah. they work together and they're a couple mm-hmm. um and do they do big commercial sculptures yeah really contemporary stuff yeah. um yeah and they won prizes at the grad show and i yeah. just kind of went um uh, no yeah I, I can't answer that question but yeah. it was never a thing no, I, I, I do maybe think- it's if if your family haven't um you know, I, I think people that have artist parents or in that world, you can see the path sure. and you can see what that means. Like I wouldn't know how to be um, lots of jobs because I haven't seen it. Yeah. And once you've grown up with it or you, you see it from an early age, you're like, it's not scary and it's a thing. But like my dad was an accountant. Um, I had no concept of what it was to be an artist. But they were very encouraging. Yeah. But I can see why you were just like, oh, there's no job in it. It was the second job to make a bit of extra cash to pay yeah. for life. Yeah. So yeah. commissions. Yeah. And then when I started entering the local prizes, which, you know, is always a good thing to keep you practising. And then I started, I won a couple of which was a confidence boost. Yes, and, and you've always been the people's choice, which oh. I think is the best prize. Well, don't you reckon? No. So, oh. well, yes, it's it helps to pay the bills and buy food, you know, absolutely. Everyone, it's that approval thing. Yeah. But for me, I want to be, I want the approval in the art world. Yeah. So that's my next mission because I've only been at this full time for three years, you know. So, so yeah. Uh, only three years. When you left, so you were teaching, weren't you? Yeah. And so that was five days? Or no, it was never five days. It was okay. always three. Or, so when I had the kids were young, it was three days. And then more recently when I was, you know, doing year advisor and magazine and teach, it was four, okay. um, which was perfect, you know, because yeah, then yeah. I practised two days. So I was always practising on my, my time off. Yeah. But what gave you the confidence to say, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going full-time painting. I, um, I used to write leadership programs and I'm really into psychology and all those self-help stuff, but reading every book you can think of. And every January, because we had great holidays, I'd sit down and I'd write a business plan, or not, not formally. I only learned what that was when I went off and did a course. But I'd, I'd write down, okay, what am I going to do? I just need a change. I can't be a teacher forever. It was just something I decided I was not going to be a teacher for the rest of my life. I didn't. I, I either get, had to get, give two hundred percent or not do it. Yeah. And I, I'd been there fifteen years. It was time. I couldn't do any, any more, and I needed a change. So every Christmas, it was ten years. I looked through my diaries. I wrote down what am I going to do? How much would I need to teach? It was always teaching to make enough money. And I do the figures, and then I go, oh, no, it's not yeah. going to work. And then both of them started building up, you know. And I was toing and froing both jobs quite busily. But then something happened. You know, you go through shit at different jobs, and um, one day I quit. And it was obviously, you know how they say you've got the, the mountain and yeah. you just get that tiny pin on top and yeah. that final thing just brings you down. So, yeah, it was like, oh, my God. And, and well, you and literally just quit one day. I just at quit. School. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Did you do it dramatically? I'm out of here. <laughs> Emotions <laughs> everywhere. Slam the door. <laughs> oh, don't you dream about doing things? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You actually have to visualise it. Yes. Yeah. It's like I bet you falling. felt good. Oh, what happened if I fell into the road Ooh. now? Yeah. And I get run over. 
And you can plan all you want sometimes. You know, you, you think, oh, the only way I can change is yeah. to have something ready to fall into. But I think sometimes you have to shut that yeah. door to make the space. You've got to, to fall off the cliff moving. and yeah. believe in yourself. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I'll just paint. And then Sydney Road probably rang me up a year before that happened um, or emailed. I can't remember. I was sitting in my classroom and I didn't even read. I went, yep, yes. And um, so then I was... You had you know, somewhere working. to go, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Somewhere to go is the thing, community and the belonging. Because my biggest fear was I'm answering all your questions in one go so you don't have to ask them. <laughs> We're loving it. We're, We're loving it. It's great. Well, my biggest fear um, was to be lonely and get bored of painting. Yeah. Yes. You know, that that yes. drive to run out. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Or I yes. can't do it. Or I don't feel like I, I wouldn't have the drive, but I do feel a little bit, lonely sometimes and I do feel not very often good because I'm not since I've met you Fiona but um no I feel um a bit overwhelmed sometimes that what am I doing sometimes I'm like why why I'm never gonna get yeah to where I want to go or why am I do it's just but it's not very often but I think we all feel like that's a normal human response of self-doubt because otherwise you'd be so arrogant that you're an arsehole so yeah but that's why you need a community and this is obviously what the podcast is meant to us um meeting fiona being on the pitwater artist trail you in sydney road if you don't have an artist community Mm -hmm. you probably won't carry on you have to be able to talk even if it's one person yeah you have to be able to talk to people in the art world and say like it's it's a weird job it's very odd like there's not really um a lot of examples out there that people put out there about how to continue your practice when you feel really down and that things aren't working. So, And there's no HR department, there's no IT department, there's, there's nobody there to back you up. And after 15 years of working in education, I'd imagine it was a breath of fresh air not to be accountable or have deadlines from that kind of thing. Yeah, the freedom. But at the same time, it's like when it doesn't go to plan, you've you're like oh no one to tell yeah no I I'm look it's been three years and I still love being alone and I don't yeah no I'm not I'm waiting for that day to happen where I've got to bring people in but yeah and you're not you you haven't taught a minute since you left have you uh no not for no no. and you're not because you're so good at it though that's the thing that breaks my heart you were (laughs) I know people because I know people who went through the school that you were teaching at so everyone's like, I love the kids. I love teenagers. Yes. I well, love this. Connected with them, and you brought I the best on a out flat of them. Hierarchy. I didn't yes. feel, uh, you know, it was a selective school. Their IQ was probably higher than mine, mm. and I feel like, a, like we do. I yeah. know. I can see. Yeah. You feel like a kid, right? And yes. I could never be. That's why I always felt like an imposter. I could never be the authoritarian teacher, and and. Uh, you know, I'm like, it's a, I wanted to sit in the back row with the naughty kids. And yeah. I think that's where, where I got to a point where I've just, it was finding authenticity. You know, when I could do the job, I could be the person, I could yeah. do the right thing and say the right thing. And, you know, we all go out in the professional world. Well, we don't all, but if you do, we can put that hat on. But then yeah. it's like finding the right speed that you need to live or the right ticker that you need to be at. And then once you find that, it's... Like, oh, my God, I've been running at a fast pace and that's – I'm like a – 
I'm a slow animal. I'm not far. I am a fast animal, but yeah. don't tell me when I have to be fast and when I have to be slow. Yes. And I think that's as artists, it's so magic because you yeah. can choose your energy based on mm. how you're feeling that yeah. day. Yeah, because well, that's so just different. Turn it on. That's why commercial art, I, I'm like graphic design and advertising, is so different than being an artist because you haven't got that criteria and the constraints that that puts on you and teaching would be a constraint yeah you know what you can and can't do Mm -hmm. that would be quite stifling I'd imagine at some times yeah because I taught I literally did my teacher training in the UK for secondary art and I was pregnant Pregnant, at the time so that was tough (laughs) in London vomiting in the toilet down there anyway I just ate a lot of food yes 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 um Jamie Oliver was doing the school dinners at the time and I would have I'd be like can I get three just for the other people in the staff room (laughs) (laughs) anyway um And I found all I wanted to do was sit down and do it with them. I found it really hard not to go, I want to do this. I I wasn't ready and I'm still not. I feel like I would teach if I was ready for that, but I'm not. I still want to do it myself. And you probably got to that point after 15 years, like bursting out going, yeah. Well, no, because I... I only worked three or four days. Oh, so you were still doing it. Yeah, you're still doing it. Which I think is a good thing because sometimes I worry about kids because we're so – we are, I shouldn't say that. A lot of artists are very sensitive and we're we're our own critic. We we don't often need another critic. Sometimes it's good to absolutely to ask for feedback. But we know where it's shit all or we know where we want to improve before someone else tells us. And I feel like when you're practising, you you keep that sensitivity to the process and the feelings associated with it. So I thought that was a good thing to do. So yeah. where are you getting your, um, I mean, you've got your artist community with Sydney Road, but like um, with critique, like do you use Instagram as a feedback tool, your family, like who do you ask? Yeah, who do you listen to? That's a really good question. And it's really bad because I go home and go, look what I did. You know, I ask my 20-year-old daughters, what do you reckon? Yeah, mum, that's great. Yeah, And, you know, they're lovely. And my husband, yeah, yeah, I love it. But it's not the feedback I should be getting. But maybe I don't ask because I'm afraid to hear what people say because I already know what I don't like about it and what I want to change. Yeah. So I... But you're, but you're clearly a good self-critic, I would say, because you, you've nothing's good enough ever. Oh, Amanda, I'll only die. like one or two. But isn't that a lot of us? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think because you're always moving forward. Yes. Yeah, yes. otherwise like you'd you, never grow, and no. you'd never get back in the studio. I could do a better one. It's well, if you did better. the best yes. work you've ever done, you might as well just die. Exactly. I mean, right. what's the point? You've yeah, got to right? keep going. It's like when people say the wedding's the best day of your life. I'm like, well, just kill me now because if that's the best day, I mean, we had a good time, but there's plenty of days after. I don't best day of your it. life should be the day you die when you think about it because you You're should done. be getting yeah. better and growing and having more fun and all that until you die. Because if you have the best day now, what's the what's, point? What's and left? that was another reason why I left. Because you, you ask yourself, if I died tomorrow... Would, would I, I be happy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that question's... You know, no, I know, life, no, no, know. exactly. It's That's fabulous. got too much to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you love about teaching? And what did you learn what, when you were teaching the kids? Oh, look, I, I think, as you know, both being teachers, you know, it's it, it's the giving. It's the giving, it's the... it's. The interaction with the young spirited minds, you know, they're they're up with the trends, they're up with the latest technologies. I, I learnt from them as much as they mm. did from me, you know. So I, I love the kids. Um, so it was it was being in that space with them. It was being in a room surrounded by art materials all the to- time, as you know. Um, but it was always learning. So some of the things I learnt there were 
all the skills on my business side I learned from being a teacher. So like organisational skills, yeah, like yeah. time Meeting, management. Yes, Photoshop skills, so designing my own, yeah. you know. But, but, I, but master it, none. Good well, at many, whatever that saying yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack so of all trades, master yes, none. You just yeah. need it, to be good it. enough. That's exactly. All. So Photoshop photography, so I was a photography teacher for a long time and I did it at school, I did it at uni, but it wasn't until I had to teach it in depth that you really learn, you know, as you know. Yeah, you've got, you got to it. then learn. You, well, you, all you need to be as a teacher is slightly more knowledgeable that's, than your students. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's right. So the skills, if I hadn't have been a teacher, however, you know, I might have find, found my way here a different way, but it set me up. Yeah. To be able yeah, to that's run right. the, the business. Yeah. And yeah. is there any like project that you did at school that stands out as like a really, like if, I don't know, teachers are listening, like what, what would be a great project that I you've done? I did the school magazine. Oh, so that's where I learned InDesign, um, you know, and putting a magazine together. But I did that at high school, but it was analogue then, so it's a completely different story. The school magazine was always so cool when it was the days of the photocopier. Do you remember oh, that? Because like, when I was at art school... Bromides. We, and, yes. Yeah. We didn't have all the computers. No. So everything yeah, was about... Yeah. Paste. I love the photocopier. You know, blowing it you all up, distorting it. it yeah, right. And yeah. your bum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all, The photocopier, I think, is a very underused tool. I think there's You've got a one lot. in your art studio? Huh? I'd love, love one. one. <laughs> and, uh, and the overhead projector. Love yeah. the overhead projector. You know the old school one with the... Do you remember yeah, they yeah. put the acetate on? Yes. Yeah, and they'd peel it off. Oh, I love it. But yeah. is there a project you did with the kids, as in like a, you know, a term project that stood out, that was like really successful and you loved doing and it was... You took kids out great. to Bundan. Look, the excursions yeah. that mm. um, they organised at Manly were fabulous. So we'd go to Bundan on every yeah. year. Um, we'd go to Brett Whiteley studio with the year yeah. 11s. We'd go to Art Express or, or er, you know, every big exhibition that came up. She'd take them to the White Rabbits, you know, the yeah, senior great. students. Yeah. Sometimes we've gotten a bit of trouble, but Manly Selective really were, were fabulous in, in showing the students real art, you know, mm. in real life. So, yeah, the excursions were awesome. Um, do you mean as in a skill, like a pro- Look, the like, process of teaching um, senior students in, you know, the research side, the conceptual framework, looking at how the, the audience, the, um, the world and the artwork all come to, and the artist affect the artwork. So it's, it's getting the students look at that as a triangle and how everything affects essentially the final work. And, and also working to a body of work was very similar to the way we yeah. structured the program of, of getting senior students to approach mm. the HSC. So, in essence, that was a process we went through every year. So yes. That was, is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I do. But I just meant like a specific... Oh, we did it all. Oh, look, I, at one stage, I think why I rule line so often <laughs> is I was teaching three year eight classes perspective drawing at one stage so you know I was yeah. coming home with, yeah and I think it was this sense of order putting order in yeah. into the chaos and um yeah because we to undo. Yeah, tell us about your where you, so we on your bio in on your website yeah. Amanda yeah. you mentioned that sculpture and maths influence your practice your inspiration your subject matter yeah so ex- can you explain that a bit more to the viewer the listener sure um i think sculpture is just that connection to spatial composition all those elements that associate 
even though it's three to, three dimensions, it's supplying that to the two dimensional surface and the the love of open space. And I mean, originally my my works were more open composition, and they've slowly become more realistic and closed, which is something I really want to undo. And I'm in a funk at the moment. <laughs> but maths, I think it's more intuitive. But yeah. it's it's just that process of of dividing the canvas and balance and using all those elements. And do you, does that come to you the way that you um, turn your, like put the geometric shapes into the picture? Is it a very um, organic thing? That totally. No Each planning. one, you just, you place one and then another comes. Yeah. So they unfold or is there a system or... It's almost like I've got a habit that I want to undo that some of the lines are very – I'm finding I do the same thing. Um, but there's like, – like you both yeah. know, there's a lot of push and pull and take off and remove. Yeah. But, yeah, it's absolutely intuitive and organic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you always – like a lot of your works are local or harbour or, or manly – ferries the boats the rocks is that always been something that you I mean you did the human form a lot with sculpture like how have you moved into landscapes now yeah why landscapes Amanda you you nail them they're beautiful but what is it that that you love about the landscape I'm really stuck I mean it started off being the visual escape I think you know that open composition I fly in my dreams I think I'm a bird you know to to escape into um, and now it's just what I keep doing. You know, I love it. It's it's like we live here in this space and that's where we spend our time. Mm. So that's the environment that I'm being inspired by. But I'm now I've just finished a, a, a solo stuff. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? So, But you have broadened Beach. out. So you've done the northern beaches, every yep. nook and cranny of beautiful <laughs> You know, spots, yeah. and there's so many. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I've lived here now for you know twenty odd years, and I still go, oh, I've I've not been on this yeah. walk. And <laughs> people look at you like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean you haven't been to the waterfall at Warrywood? Yeah. And you think, okay, all right. Yeah. So there are always places to discover, sure. but then you've also gone to the eastern suburbs. I thought I'd best get over the bridge. Just the, old, bon- <laughs> the old Bondi de Bronte walk is yeah. so famous. Yeah. I mean, I've got goosebumps oh, thinking about wow. it. I love that, that yeah. series. Yeah. Was that really fun to go over there or were you like, yeah. did you get your passport stamped? I did. Good girl. And Tinny Lee is gorgeous. She was wonderful to work with and I just it was just one of those things, okay, what do I do next? What do I have to do next? Yeah. And I have to try a new gallery so I you know approached a few and that was great because it was a whole new yep. selection of inspirational spots to inspire what I was going to do so yeah, yeah. We, we went to see when we went to see Art Express the other day I thought why don't I ever like you know to to push yourself forward and stuff why don't I do like what the HSC students are doing and give yourself a year and you come up with concepts you really brainstorm it because I sort of go from one painting to the next and try and push it, but but you sort of maybe along the way you can lose what you're trying to say, and like I'm like, what am I trying to say? And then so I'm like, why don't I do that? Why don't I spend a whole year developing like they do the visual diaries, the whole thing, and then coming towards your major work? I think I'm going to do it. Gonna, you did do it last year. Are you? Yeah, no, I did, but I did too. Yeah. Are you two doing a residency? I think that's. That's also well, we're a sort of made, well, it's sort of a weekend away that we're taking our paints, Amanda. Right. Let's not call We're calling it a we're residency. Ca- we're, no, we're calling it a, like, you know, a cu- <laughs> we're going for like a couple of... We can't res- afford a residency, Amanda. Oh, yeah. We're literally booked Karawan cottages and we're going to the snow. 
But that is the thing. You, oh, you've got to get out here and do it yourself. But yeah. we will apply for residences, and we're going to camp. We'd love to get in at there. the snow. We've got a friend who's got an amazing house at the snow. Thought we were in the cabin. We're in the cabin. So it's camping, love. There's oh. no showers. Staying in the cabin ain't camping, mate. It is. Oh, it is. You haven't seen the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a cook on a fire. Sounds it's a bit camping to me, girls. <laughs> Whatever. We're not staying in the fancy house because. I don't want to get paint on my friend's fancy house. Uh, so I said, we'll have the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done residences? No, but I've applied for a couple. Haven't been successful as yet, but I think, you know, now the world's shut down. Well, yeah. um, it'll be an Aussie one, but we're, I'm, I'm thinking of van lifing it again now the girls are both at uni. It's time Great to idea. get away. Yeah. I would love to yeah, do same. that. Yeah. With hubby or on yeah. your own? Yeah. yeah. With yeah. hubby. Mm-hmm. <gasps> How mm. exciting. Well, you could do Emily Imerson. Have you yes. heard of her? Oh, well, I saw that and I thought, oh, shit, why didn't I think of that when I was 25? Same. That. But I, I, there was no way I was – I mean, she, her work's beautiful. It's She's phenomenal and so young. All these youngsters that are so damn good. And so I that's, know. That's the thing. They're in such awesome world for artists right now to be that age. It's, it's You can wonderful. do whatever you want. Yeah. Back absolutely. in our day, it was still life, a bit of painting, a bit yeah. of clay work, and that was it. And look, you know, we could have done something different ourselves, but... But you had didn't. to pay someone to do this, and, and and it was harder to connect with the world. Whereas yeah, because we couldn't, we didn't, we didn't have, have it the forum. in our hand. No, we didn't have the world in our hand. We, we had to go to the library. We did, and there was not much there. No, yeah. no. no. <laughs> well, and I just didn't have the wherewithal at, at eighteen to to God, no. to push it like that. It was all about pleasing we the, the teachers pub. and pleasing my parents, and yeah. and not doing what I really wanted to do. Even though I loved my art world at school and everything but when I go around Art Express I go wow the subtlety the maturity the freedom they've had the different materials it's insane yeah I'm like this is amazing the standard is just it's mind-blowing well the one we saw um, last week at the armory very drawing based focused very figurative some of them were so Mm. complex and mature yeah and hugely fascinating use of materials graphics great um, ideas as well weren't such they? great yeah. ideas we mm. were blown away yeah. absolutely mm. blown away it was I'm very like impressive. i'm inspired by the, the sea and the water yeah. and they're like really gritty <laughs> stuff and you're like wow yeah. amazing no, and I, I want to sit on a rock and draw a picture <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel that's yeah. why i'm like why do you want to interview me i've got nothing you're to very give good you. amanda but, it, but you're absolutely right but concept the weighting of that as well as the technique is is yeah. just as important. So it absolutely. So your process, Amanda. I can yeah. see a blank canvas here. Yeah. Ooh. You obviously work on canvas, acrylics, or oils. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was always oils. So see that big one there. Um, it was always oils with a palette knife. Never used a paintbrush. Then I just got sick. Had to eliminate toxins out of my body. So I went to acrylics, which changed my process. Became more drawing. Started using brushes. Hated it. Mm. Hated, but did it, you know. Mm. It changed for wherever it went. Like that big one. Sorry for – it's a radio – it's a – I know, I know. Don't worry. We'll put photos on. It's got, you know, the, the drawing essence in the rocks, um, but then the flat colour. massive. Of it. How big is that? 
Two metres? Yeah, two metres by two metres. Beautiful. Um, but now I'm back to oils. I'm like... Are you? Yeah. So yeah. what, you just stuff the health side of it? Stuff the health. I'm eating drink, it. Drink the... Yeah, drink, <laughs> drink the turps. <laughs> whatever. But you've got a very airy studio, so... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. getting out there. And so it used to be in the, you know, with the dog and the computer and the dryer and so now I've got the space yeah, yeah. and is what's driven you back to the oil is it the color is it the it's technique yeah. I, I, it, and the, the drawing time I was becoming too realistic too drawing I was too represent too much representation I'd my my favorite art I don't know about you two is just abstract I'd, stuff mm. that moves you that's yeah. expressive and <laughs> anyway so is it so <laughs> with, with the oil you've got more time yeah. So with How the acrylic, it, yeah. it dries so fast that even if you want to change it, you bloody well can't because it's dry. It's more layers, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. More painterly, but I, I'll do both. So rather yeah. than using mediums to water down the oils, I'll yeah just to eliminate. Yeah, I'll stick to the acrylics underneath for that fast process, and then do the oils on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you, are you doing like a base color, or do you paint straight and onto the white canvas? Look, I I. I listened to your last podcast and, you know, so articulate and so thoughtful and I just think, God, I just walk in here and do and each time it's different. Depends how I feel, depends what's in front of me. I think i really got to take some time out to actually consider. However, at the moment it's, um, you know, I'll, I'll get a series of photographs that I've worked on and edited and throw them around and I'll sometimes start with charcoal and sometimes start with a, a peach wash or... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's never the same. Sure. Yeah. But you saw, it, it does start with drawing. You are yes, a drawer. I am. And then if it's We've had this shit, conversation I'll draw back before. into yeah. it. That's the only way for me to save something. And that's mm. how you get the feeling. Your paintings are very serene. I would. I love that I can sort of look into them and feel that. I d- I'm sure the palette helps a lot. They're very peaceful and restful. You love a blue. You're very good I love blue. blue. I'm sick of blue. I love blue. I love that your if your paintbrushes are blue. I know. Oh, I noticed that all your paintbrushes are all turquoise. That's hilarious. I love it. It's like a Tide. It's time <laughs> we, to change. We're, yes, we'll call it the. It's like Tiffany blue. It's a Tiffany blue. Oh, maybe you're what, like the Tiffany box. Yes, subliminally, you're saying, "Get me a big fat diamond." <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a stretch. Oh, I don't know, but yeah. So you're starting with the drawing of the landscape. And yeah. then you mess with it or you lay down the geometric shapes first I'll, I'll, and then... I'll roughly sketch out the whole thing. Okay, yeah. Um, the lines don't tend to happen until a bit later. They'll, you know, the good old horizon line, then yeah. I might th- throw one in here or there, but I tend to start with a representation area and then it'll like... And then I'll put... Get rid of the photos and then just paint. Let it go, yeah. 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 Um, and we haven't asked an artist this before, but we're fascinated by it. How do you price your work? Did you just know intuitively? Did you look at other artists? Like when you first started selling your work and how do, yeah. do you like increase every year as you go? Or Yeah, look, I mean, really, I still, again, am only three years into this. So mm. um, always worth asking the experienced ones in the future. However, the way I've come about it is I was earning a salary, you know, yeah. and I had that pay in my bank account every fortnight. So I kind of thought, what do I want an hour and how long and how long does it take me to paint certain p- 
paintings, but then that didn't work. So then I decided to do an area square. Yeah, so I think that's a good width. Way. And then and then I kind of just played on the calculator till I got a price that kind of fitted, looking at other artists that were more experienced and making sure they weren't as much and where where I sort of sat in the framework yeah. of, of other artists and came up with a length times width, which gave you an area square and then times that by that random number that I came up with. Yeah. And that that kind of gives me my price list for the year. Mm. And then I they wanted me to frame the work at Sydney Road Gallery, so then considering putting that on top. Um, and then, look, I don't put up every year so much mm-hmm. but because it's only been three years that I've people might be tracking my prices. Yeah. Um, but then there's the financial stuff of GST and all those sorts yep. of things. And so. materials have gone up. Yeah. It's, you know, and, yeah. and you are expected in the art world to increase your prices. So it's not unusual yeah, to but see that, but you don't want to go too fast no, right. because you can't go back. Yeah. I remember Debbie McKinnon told me that. She said, always remember, if you sell a piece for $500, that's say 50 by 50 centimetres, you can never make that 400. And, and you do have to keep track because at yes. the beginning, when I started, I would just be like, oh, I think it's, oh, 400. <laughs> and I'd be like, and then someone else, I think it's 500. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, God. So I, you do yeah. have yeah. to really keep a good track of what you're saying to people yeah. and what's what. Yeah. And be confident about this mm. is how much this costs. Mm. But I yeah. guess when it's, you're going through the galleries, it's okay because you're not having those conversations. The gallery is. No, but then you, I do sell through my studio as well and I do commissions as well. Do you do a lot of commissions? I, look, I used to do a lot. That used to be before Sydney yeah. Road all I ever did. Um, but I, I kind of... Do you like doing them? Uh, look, they're difficult, as you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All, all artists know. Yeah. Um, it changes the process. It's not intuitive. It's more through the mind. I, I'm a people pleaser, so I really struggle and I lose my confidence on what's right and wrong. But I do use... Uh, technology so say I get to a point I've got a process that's really formulated and and, and communicating with them and then if I'm unsure I'll I'll digitally enhance it and give them options and say I could go this way or this way to resolve it in the end because you know you can only communicate so much Mm. with words and people can't necessarily understand your vision so that's a good way of doing it they push you to do new things as you know you know they they make you consider things that you may not have and they also pay the bills they pay the bills so I, I I have now started just to take a certain amount per year that's a good idea because otherwise yeah. you can get bogged down in them yeah and then before yeah. you know it you're like wait a yeah. minute yeah all the joy's gone yeah. yeah yeah so what's um have you got shows coming up exhibitions this year yeah so i've got the solo at sydney road in march where you are at the moment oh, with your exciting. wank show yes. it's fabulous thank you um so yeah i'm next up after you oh, how yeah. many paintings have you done for that or will um, do look i uh, see again I've done something that I said, I don't want to do it because I've always been a yes person and now I'm an artist, I can say no. Mm. (laughs) Um, But like I started... Had I uh, painted a few smalls for the small show. I don't want to do it and step my feet, but I did them. But for this show I've done uh, five biggies and five smallies and small to me 60 by 60. Mm -hmm. um, Are they on canvas or are they on board? Small ones are on board. 
big ones are on canvas. We might have seen those at the frame. Yes, we did. Oh, did this you? Morning. Yeah, we, we dropped some like, off. We were like, there's a Amanda Tide. Oh, they Ooh, they're on wood. Yeah. They yeah. look great. Board again was Sydney Road Gallery inspiring a group show saying works on paper. I don't draw on paper. I don't oh. draw. I know you'd smack me on the hand, but <laughs> I don't draw on no paper. No right or wrong, Amanda. There's no right or wrong. Good on you. I bet you know. You so I thought, how like. can I get around these rules? And I got, I got a board and I collaged and then painted over the top. And I went, this paper underneath. <laughs> the board, board is essentially just lots of paper stuck together. It's a well, tree. It's, it's a, a tree. tree. So it's, it's just a, before they chop it up. So you're really on, it's a on the right It's a very fat piece of paper. So I'm grateful for that inspiration to yeah. do that. Yeah, no, they look great on the board. Mm, it's you know, it's change. You need, you like, you know, you need change. Do you do you find a difference with the surface though when you're working on the board or the canvas? Yeah. You don't really mind, or you're no. I actually am starting to like board better. Yeah, yeah you're the same. Yeah, I like board. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um. So, what advice would you give to someone in a similar situation? They're they're working. They've been doing art. They're thinking about leaving and, and it making their full time career like yeah. is there anything yeah, if you looking could talk back to yourself three years ago what would you say um that's a really good question I think one thing that I did learn at when I was a teacher they used a solution focused um therapy which was called choice theory and reality therapy and it was um came up in the 80s and it was a process where it's I mean simplified down what do you want what are you doing to get there is it working? If it's not, what else could you do? You know, I mean, obviously there was a whole depth of other elements to it, but yeah. um, so that frame of thinking mm. really changed. We need to ask ourselves that. I think that might be what my brother was talking about last night. Is that the five Ws? Look, do you know what? I reckon there's so many different yeah. versions mm. of it, but Howard Glasser wrote it in the 80s, so I'm sure it's been... But isn't it great just to still down to those questions, to asking yeah. yourself? We yeah. used to call it... Having a word with yourself. Take yourself outside and have a word with yourself. Yeah, right. So you've been <laughs> doing it, that naturally since... Well, not really. No, she hasn't no. done I don't it listen. at all. Oh. God. I don't listen to yeah. myself. <laughs> I, I go She's outside. talking all the time to herself. She's yeah. not yeah. listening. As my dad says, you have to, um, in order to... So see, you didn't even listen to your dad. No, no. You don't even know what he no, said. No, stop transmitting and start receiving. That's what he says. Right. In order to listen, Fiona, you have to not be transmitting. <laughs> look what you're doing now. It's, it's mate. Yeah. She's learning yeah. every day. Amanda. So the, the next other thing is everything that you do isn't moving you towards what you want, you know? So isn't. Is it? Oh, is, is it? it? Yes. 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 If it is, do it. Even, but my question, my thing was I don't know what I want. Yes. So I had this book. I could see. If I only knew what I wanted, what would I do? So I had this little Bible, one of my help self books that I'd read and it had all different chapters for people in different positions. But, you know, because I didn't know what I wanted, it was very hard for me to move forward. But if someone knows this is what I want, just make choices and keep doing things that move you closer to it until you're ready to take the leap. You know, that, so yes. do a business course or yep. or join an art yep. community. Because so half the battle, and it's just, I imagine the same with students doing the HSC and going through school, is finding out what you want to do. Because if you know, you incrementally get there. Like you will get there if you mm. know what where you want to go. Um, but it's not knowing. I think and is the problem. Ever, and, you know, you end up doing many things in life. So Yeah, and if yeah, you know you too much, if you know too much as well, the, that's where the joy's gone, if it's all too predictable. Yeah. But I think, just from talking to you today, I think, if I can therapise back to you, um, I reckon that you would like to get into some more art prizes. 
and you've won some or not won you've been in some fabulous ones but just from the conversation we had at, at the beginning of the podcast that if you want because I love the fact that you're the um, people's choice person I think that's such an honor and but you're saying no I want the recognition of the the, being, art, world. the art world yeah but do you want to be in a big gallery is that a something would that give you a sometimes uh, yeah. I think I do but I don't I yeah. don't know because I'm you know Sydney Road is so wonderful in, yeah. in in so many other ways so um I think it's a what about overseas would you like to be well, have I an exhibition squished. yeah yeah sure in yeah. Asia or London or yeah 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 but see I want to go there to, to get well, engrossed into the you just got to get rid of that funny little <laughs> thing called COVID thing. yeah yeah Maybe, we'll go maybe take the van to like Southeast Asia. That would be yes. nice. Just do that. Yeah. So, Hong Kong, so Tokyo. now the kids are at uni and um, yeah. I'm, I'm at that next. You are. Um, yeah. Jealous. Amanda. Sorry. Don't you. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're all good. I did, I did all that when I was younger. I you either do it now, then or later. Mm. Or exactly. It doesn't matter when. No, that's true. Work it out. Plenty of time. That is. So, what else have we, got? we have got what is your biggest yes. fear for your art career? Uh, not enjoying it anymore, mm-hmm. not wanting to do it and not being able to do it. Yes. Yeah. And not being mm. – look, the critic is there. You've got your critic on your shoulder. You've got your critics out there. I think I'm a bit over – some people like your work, some people hate it, so be it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the main thing. I, I'm happy and I'm having fun and yeah. I don't want to lose that. But, you know, yeah. you do get over things. Yeah. So I may grow out of it, but I don't think so. I want to be 85 and still painting. Well, it sounds like you're keeping it fresh. Like you say, you're going away with your husband. Like that will be like be turning amazing, everything on its Amanda. head. Amazing. But so you, you are, are you stuck? You, you know, you get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think everyone fun. does because you you have got a great thing going. Yeah, you're selling your work very regularly and easily. I would say not easily, but it's you're Walks not. Out it's, the door. Con- it's consistent. It's yeah. consistent, yeah. and that's yeah. So it can be scary to push it and change. it. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. But you did take a little left turn with those big still lives. That was because wonderful Sydney Road put on a still life show and if yes. I wanted to hang, I had yeah. to do a still life. Yeah. But Look, how did made, that feel? Did that make you go, no, oh, yeah, not do still no, life? No, 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 that was good because, you know, one thing uh, as being a teacher, everything had to be authentic so I had to get my own stuff and take my own photos of my own bars and, yeah. you know, never work from anyone else's no. anything. Um, what... Uh, would you say have been like your biggest influences from artists yeah. and why? <clears throat> Which artists? Um, I don't really have one. It's kind of, you know, you go to an exhibition and they move you and you love the colours they use or after being a teacher and looking at so many artists over yeah. so many years, um, there's not one. And the square, so not David Hockney then. <laughs> no, and I didn't discover Dive and Corn. Said David and Hockney for ages. Oh, did you just want it? Yeah, I, I just loved her. I just love watching her face. I suppose that's right. You've you've done so much art history theory from your teaching 
Yeah. It's you, in there. I think it's osmosis yeah. that you don't realise that those influences uh, are on you. But not a very ma- many American artists, so it wasn't until I left that I've started discovering. And Instagram, I, I think that's, you know, amazing new artists that aren't, because they always had to be established, you know. That yeah, you'd have you to, can't reference it. Whereas now there's, there's but as as you know, and so many people on your podcast have said, you've got to turn it off to a point. You do, it, definitely. Yeah. Because so, otherwise you just get saturated and you also get, polluted mm. with other people's mm. marks language whatever and yeah you start putting it in yeah, yeah. I, I mean do. i have a selection yeah. over yeah. there yeah. i mean i love pure abstract art that's what i that's what i want and but do i want to do it i don't know that's that's why that's sitting there at the moment mm. time to change what the blank canvas yeah ah. one last oh, it's question done. Yeah, i'd say it's finished yes, Amanda. Yes, it's done yes, it's the yes. white one yeah exactly <laughs> white horses in the moonlight so one last question. When yes. we interviewed um, the HSE student who was in Art Express, yes. we were saying like how um, how do HSE students not become crippled with overwhelming ideas, mm-hmm. influences? They're mm-hmm. looking at Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you whittle it down? I imagine so many kids are like, I just, I don't know. I want to do that. I want to do that. Like how as a teacher do you guide them into something focused? Look, there's a... Pro- uh, uh, yeah pre-prescribed process and starting with mind maps you know mind mm. maps of what you like what you don't like um about your family about you and, and and it's kind of then um having discussions with the student and looking at what what you see in front of you in that mind map so there's divergent thinking and um and then there's collecting so they've got a, a diary that they actually have to process all these early thoughts and and artists that they love and then you look through those images and the words that they've written down and um any any certain ideas so it's just their head out on the table and then early discussions might lead them closer but there's definitely a process that okay, helps them to cool. discover that mm. yeah so it's like a funnel almost yeah. so they've got yeah. all well, that's what stuff Tommy coming in did yeah. on the course yeah, wasn't it it was did. like the umbrella you start big and, and they've done you, certain things in their previous years that will stick with them, you know. Yeah, they that's might have true. done figurative drawing in yeah. year 11 and they felt really confident with that. And mm. yeah, I definitely want to You only get the occasional one who says, I would like to do watercolour painting. And they've never done it before. And you're like, what? No, no, no. Let's mm. focus on what you're good at. Well, it's normally oil painting. Yes. You know, because we don't often teach that. But, um, but then you take them through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you talk. Fantastic. Thank you Thanks. so Thank much, you. Amanda. Thank you. You were you were brilliant. You were bloody great. I know. Seriously, Shatter. loved it. We didn't do anything. No. Hey. Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. It helps my mum and her friend Fiona get more listeners. Thank you.